You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Billion Dollar Ballers on America's Web Radio. I'm Jack Christides, your host, and this is the show where we talk about the business of sports from the NCAA all the way up to the major leagues. Uh, and emphasis on the major leagues today. We have a lot of crazy things happening across the NFL, the NBA. Uh, and you know what? We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the NCAA as well. We'll talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament coming up, uh, all the conference tournaments in college basketball. Um, great show today. Lot, lots to talk about. And uh, a lot went down this last week. And, you know, I, I guess there's no bigger way to start it than uh, J.J. Watt. It's not really a business story, but when one of the best NFL players switches teams, it's news. So we're going to cover it. J.J. Watt signed a contract. He's going to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, big transition there. Didn't end up didn't end up getting the most money. I think he got somewhere around $15, $16 million a year. Um, pretty much said that it was a lifestyle choice why he was going to go there. But... Um, Cool to see him move uh, move cities. Uh, I, w- I was fine with him in Houston, but I'm sure he'll play well in Arizona as well. Uh, and really just the beginning of what's going to be a pretty wild NFL free agency period. Uh, and, and if you're not familiar why, we've talked about it so much, but we'll, we'll open up this first segment, this NFL segment, with, uh, with some more discussion about why free agency this year is going to be so crazy. Um, I mean, every year around this time, we see a number of surprising NFL roster cuts around the league. Uh, teams jockey for position ahead of the start of the free agency. Uh, regardless of the economic situation that the league's in, it's usually the case that some high-profile names are going to get cut. Uh, but this year, it's going to be magnified even further uh, over the next couple of weeks before the start of the new league year. As one NFL head coach anonymously just came out and said, he thinks that the NFL roster cut this year will be a massacre. Uh, and I've been saying this since, uh, I think, the beginning of the NFL season, that there's a singular reason why this is going to happen, and it's the revenue. I mean, the NFL last season, because of COVID-19, saw a massive downturn in their revenue. Uh it's not overblown to say I think a lot of your favorite players will get cut. It's the economic reality. Uh, the 2021 salary cap is projected to be between 182 and $183 million in 2021. And that's after it was set at $198 million last year. And remember that that salary cap almost always is increasing over time. Very unusual to see it decrease. And contracts are built out expecting it to increase. So you can imagine how teams think they were going to have 18, 15 to eighteen million dollars more, and they don't have it. So they're not going to be able to pay these massive contracts. So, I mean, the obvious is the reason they lost revenue. The, the major thing is they didn't have fans in those stadiums. The stadiums weren't at full capacity. Uh, ended up getting impacted by the NFL's bottom line and. And you're seeing what's happening now. So who do we think will be impacted the most by these cuts and by the new salary cap? Uh, number one on my list and probably number one on most uh, connected sports professionals list is New Orleans Saints. 
Um, now, they're waiting on Drew Brees' retirement situation, but they currently have $65.25 million over the cap. $65 million over the cap. So you're, you're going to see a purge down in the bayou. A number of well-known players will be cut. And they really, I mean, there were rumors that they were going to score one of these great young quarterbacks. We haven't seen that. There were J.J. Watt rumors. That didn't happen. I think the Saints might enter a little rebuilding period here. They're going to have to get rid of a lot of players to stay under that cap number. Um, and the Falcons have actually been looking pretty good lately, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, it's already been stated that they're listening to offers or potentially thinking about cutting. Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, Quan Alexander, Malcolm Brown. A lot of movement there. The next time I list will be the Philadelphia Eagles. They're about $40 million over the cap. Uh, they've been thinking about cutting or listening to offers on Zach Ertz, Derek Barnett, Marquise Godwin, or Goodwin, sorry. So lots of, lots of cap there. And they already had the biggest dead cap hit in Carson Wentz. Um, so we're talking about a lot of dead money for a lot of these teams. Uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly how this unfolds. Um, now, let's jump over a little bit to how the NFL is trying to remedy their revenue situation. Obviously, they want to bounce back in 2021 and, and create as much revenue as possible. And, uh, well, they're using their biggest asset to do that, and that is the television contracts. Uh, a number of new media rights deals were announced in the last week or two. And some of them brand new, some of them recurring deals. So we're going to go over all of those right now. Um, the first one being that NFL and Amazon are discussing an exclusive billion-dollar-a-year Thursday night football contract. So it would see Amazon Prime Video stream a significant number of games. I'll get into the details in a moment, but again, this obviously continues that trend of professional sports heading from traditional TV over to a streaming platform. Uh, major discussion topic on this show for a year now has been that this is really the trend of of most American households, the cord cutting, the switching over to streaming platforms, and it's only going to be exacerbated by this new Amazon deal. I think it's a great thing. Um, it's going to allow more visibility across a lot of different platforms. I think it'll allow, uh, it seems like it's going to allow other networks to buy more games, and maybe you'll be able to watch more of the NFL games without doing something like a, a red zone or something of that nature. Um, but let's get into the details of this Amazon deal. Uh, this would kick in after the 2021-22 season. Um, Amazon's currently paying $75 million a year for a non-exclusive contract. So they are currently getting a handful of those Thursday night games, but the new contract would jump up to a billion a year, and it would give them all the Thursday night games. Um, for reference, NFL's Sunday and Monday deals uh, are with Fox, CBS, NBC, and ESPN, and they're set to run for as long as 11 years. Uh, this is by far the biggest commitment by far for Amazon in the sports space, and uh, it, it marks a big change and a big shift. Um, and it also comes at a time where ESPN and NFL are nearing a $2.6 billion Monday night football deal. So I wouldn't say that Amazon's overpaying here. The price is just going up. So what can we what can we take away from this? Well, one thing we can take away from this is 
major streaming companies, major television brands are not getting turned off by one year of bad revenue due to COVID. They understand the NFL's brand is strong and they're betting on the future. Uh, and I think it's a good bet. Um, historically, one of the things that I've learned, and this may sound strange, saying it right after uh, a period where all the sports leagues had decreased revenue, but there are a few things that are recession-proof. I always like to say, my dad always said, sports leagues and liquor stores are recession-proof. You're always going to want to watch a game of football, and you're always going to want to drink a six-pack while you do it. So um, now, obviously, COVID threw a little bit of a hitch in that because you couldn't couldn't actually be out in public and and be in big groups like that. But you understand what I'm saying. Outside of a of a pandemic, there's really nothing that can turn Americans off of watching football and drinking beer. So that that's one thing to remember, and it's why these people continue these television outlets and and streaming services continue to pour funds into media deals. Um, and that's exactly what Amazon is doing. Um, now, another brand new media deal, Disney and the NFL are closing in on a deal to put ABC back in the Super Bowl rotation. That's huge. I mean, that it, the current contract saw the game rotate between CBS, NBC, and Fox. It's been that way since 2006. Uh, but Disney wanted back in, and of course, Disney owning ABC, buying back in, um, and that's, I mean, that's really going to be great. Uh, not that noticeable necessarily to the viewer, but, uh, you, you always want to see different networks hopping in on the NFL cause it's just going to mean more money for the league. And if the league has more money, then teams can afford super teams. They can afford to pay more players and you're not going to see your favorite players cut like what we're expecting this year. So, um, I think great move by ABC, obviously great move by the NFL. Sources have said that this is expected to have a pay increase of up to 30% from the current deal, um, which is based on an average of two point, or $2 billion a year. So that's going to equate around $2.6 billion a year. Um, again, that, this news has not been confirmed. This was leaked last week uh, after there was a reported stalemate by both sides that were they said they were far apart in price, but it, it seems clear now that it's going to be a done deal. So I feel fairly confident reporting. Um, yeah, so looking forward to Disney hopping in the Super Bowl rotation. Should be pretty interesting stuff. Uh, that also, that deal will include ESPN uh, and the NFL nearing a new Monday Night Football rights deal. Uh, the current contract for ESPN's Monday Night Football expires at the end of the 2021 season, and recent reports suggest that the two parties are about a billion dollars apart. But uh, now that Disney's ABC network has joined the Super Bowl rotation, it feels that the deal is closer to getting done. Again, I'm confident reporting it, so we're talking about ESPN uh, retaining Monday night package and ABC taking over the Super Bowl package. Uh, big change there. A lot of exciting stuff, though, and a lot of new revenue pouring in for the NFL. Um, look for that announcement probably coming later this week. Uh, and when it does, uh, who knows? I mean, there are some financial gymnastics the NFL could do to try to move that money around. Um, I think their salary cap number is probably fairly set at this point, but if these deals get done quickly, who's to say that they don't take a loan against themselves and, um, 
try to raise the salary cap a bit to avoid some of these cuts. So an interesting story that we'll, we'll continue to follow and provide some updates on, but it seems that the NFL's media rights are now set for the next five to ten years at, at a minimum. Um, if we've seen anything in the last ten years, media can change a lot. So who knows, maybe by the, uh, maybe by the time the next ten years is up and, and rolls around, the Super Bowl will be aired on Twitch or Amazon or, or it won't even be on television. So um, this could be the last time we see a major TV media rights deal for the NFL. Again, just uh, projecting here. We'll have to see. But always interesting to think about. Uh, with that being said, quick preview of our next segments before we, before we take it to break. We're going to talk about uh, the All-Star Game again this year in Atlanta. Very exciting news. Lots of uh, crazy things happening. The team's got picked. We've got fan issues. We've got league issues, COVID issues, all the normal stuff going on. So we'll talk about that. And then the NCAA tournament, will it happen? Where is it happening? And how much money is it going to bring in? The, uh, the number one question on all the executives' minds. So with that, uh, we'll jump right into the NBA All-Star Talk right after a short break. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to Billion Dollar Ballers, and welcome back to some NBA All-Star discussion. Um, if you weren't paying attention or if you just happened to miss it, last night LeBron James and Kevin Durant, the two NBA All-Star captains, uh, they drafted their teams, as has been customary in recent years. And uh, I guess we'll just start off this segment by telling you what the teams are, so... Uh, the starters for Team LeBron are Giannis Antetokounmpo, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, and Nikola Jokic. Uh, Team Durant is, of course, with uh, Durant injured. He's actually not on his own team, which is interesting. But Team Durant is Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Bradley Beal, and Jason Tatum. 
Um, I'm not going to go into the reserves. I'll let you guys check out the reserves if you want. Uh, pretty fun draft. Pretty fun draft. It was. Uh, I watched it last night just to uh, just to see how it looked and and you know it's just another example of how the NBA has been been trying to monetize outside of the actual All Star game itself. Now things will look a little different in Atlanta this year, um, and we'll get into that. But in recent years, the NBA has realized that they don't have to only rely on the All Star game and the dunk contest as an opportunity to get visibility for the sport and to make some money. Um, so they came up with this idea of a draft, made a, made a, a television program around it, gave it to ESPN, and now uh, millions of fans are just watching the all-star teams get drafted. Um, again, another example of just some ingenuity to drive some extra revenue there for the league. Um, everyone knows that they need it, uh, especially this year, especially... Um, and again, revenue, talk about it over and over again, but it, it's the driver of everything in sports. And um, it's really the reason that Adam Silver decided to hold the All-Star Game this year. Um, obviously, the game will be in Atlanta this year. And uh, in agreeing to host this year's, uh, we'll call it a tamped-down NBA All-Star Game, and, and I'll get into how it's different than normal. But uh, doing this during the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, the owner of the Hawks, Tony Ressler, he had one condition. Uh, he said, uh, as long as it doesn't count as Atlanta's turn to have a full-fledged all-star game, they'd be happy to partner with the league and help out. Now, Adam Silver quickly agreed to this, so don't rule out Atlanta getting another all-star game in the near future. Um, certainly, this, uh, this weekend's all-star game, uh, and again, if you weren't aware, the game is this Sunday, uh, March 7th, so it'll be fun to watch that. Uh, it's not going to look like your typical all-star game. It's not going to look like your typical three-day weekend festivities, uh, which are packed with community and fan events, uh, millions of tourists, ample businesses to host to, to host events and and really just boost the, uh, boost the local economy. Last year in Chicago... Former President Barack Obama helped all-star players, including Hawks guard Trey Young, pack backpacks for low-income Chicago public school students um, during the NBA CARES All-Star Day of Service. So, I mean, you can see, and again, uh, no matter what you think of President Barack Obama, the point is the guy's a celebrity. Uh, Big-time celebrities get involved in normal all-star weekends. You have big community events, things of that nature. Uh, You have... Not only the game, you have skills contests, dunk contests, uh, all spread out over a three-day period, really maximizing not only the amount of money the teams can make, the league can make, but also the amount of money the community can make and the amount of impact that this can have. This year, it's all happening in one day. Everything's on Sunday. They've been telling fans not to come. We'll get into what fans are saying a little bit later, but... It's all happening on one day. They'll have the game, the skills contest, and the dunk contest. There aren't going to be fans. It's all compressed into a one-night affair, and it's definitely going to look different. Uh, There are no plans outside of the official All-Star events that will be held on Sunday night. Uh, Again, not a ticketed event open to the public, and the league is actively discouraging any sort of in-person congregating. Um, Now, the NBA is still estimating that it will have a significant impact on the economic well-being of the city of Atlanta. Um, 
uh, roughly 1,300 people will be in attendance. Um, in actual attendance in the building, it's going to consist of students and staff from HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, uh, which the league will feature throughout the night. Um, again, apparently this was a big selling point. Chris Paul, uh, the president of the NBA Player Association, he said the only reason they even agreed to do it was because of the historically black colleges and universities. So it'll be interesting to see how well they actually highlight those. Personally, I don't, I don't know a ton about HBCUs, but um, maybe this will help shed some light on that, and it, it, that will be interesting as well. Um, certainly a positive impact there. Um, they're also going to shed some light on local healthcare heroes and family and close friends of the all-star players. Um, so always great to see local healthcare heroes, firefighters, local responders, uh, police force, especially how much they've been downtrodden lately. Uh, great to see those type of people get some some recognition and visibility. And you know what? Uh, kudos to the NBA for allowing them to be some of the people in the building for such a cool event. Um, but all, all of this hasn't come without controversy. Playing a all-star game amid a pandemic has generated tons of controversy. Um, with the context that 30 NBA games as of mid-February have been postponed this season because of players testing positive for COVID-19. Um, but that being said, the league and the Players Association, they came to this agreement, uh, and the location of State Farm Arena is what really made it the go-to host candidate. Um, Turner Broadcasting, who will be airing the event, is extremely close. Its employees won't have to travel. Uh, the Hawks also renovated their arena not long ago, and Atlanta does have several HBCUs in the area that the league will be highlighting. Um, the Clark Atlanta University Philharmonic Society Choir will also perform an original rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Um, not really sure why that's that important of an inclusion in the description of this, but there's something that the NBA Players Association put out as one of the marquee events, so... Maybe it's a great uh, great choir. We'll see. I've never heard the Atlanta University Philharmonic, but looking forward to that. Um, and again, the Hawks will be an aggressive bidder to host the All-Star Game in the coming years. Um, they're eager to do it big and do it right after having so many limitations this year. But a, a lot of people should be thankful for Atlanta for just making this happen. I mean, I, for one, love watching NBA basketball. I love the All-Star game, even though it, it hasn't been very competitive lately, and uh, and I love the dunk contest. Uh, I think it's been coming back a little bit lately. The ratings have improved ever since a couple of years ago. Uh, we had Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon dueling it out, but I feel like there's a long break there between uh, Superman Shaq and, and before that, Michael Jordan, and then for a while, the, the whole thing was pretty down, uh, down in the dumps. I didn't see a lot of quality dunk contests we had Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia, I guess. But short of that, there wasn't anything that wild. And then Levine and Gordon kind of brought it back. And in recent years, uh, it's been pretty incredible to watch. There were rumors that Zion Williamson would be in the event, which certainly would have been a massive draw. But turns out that's not going to happen. Um, but nonetheless, great to see the All-Star Game and the, uh, and the dunk contest happening. Now, let's get back to the fact that the NBA doesn't want fans at this All-Star game. And they're, they're not allowing ticketed fans in the game, period. Um, the NBA has been telling, telling fans, don't come. Don't come to Atlanta. 
don't watch the game. Now, I think this is a little hypocritical. You're putting on a game, a massive game, for the sole reason, in my mind, the sole reason, that you want to make money. You want revenue. You're not willing to give it up. But you're going to try to stop the city of Atlanta from hosting people because you're worried about COVID-19. You're going to stop the city of Atlanta from having fans that just they don't, they just want to come stay at a hotel, go to a bar, watch the game in a bar when the bars are open. Uh, they, they know they can't go in the game. Let the city of Atlanta make money. You're making money. Why not let the city make money? You know the economic impact. You've stated it several times. So I don't know why the NBA keeps on pleading to these players that they have to not, or pardon me, to these fans, that they have to stop uh, and not come to the event. Please, come. As many fans as possible, help the city of Atlanta and come. Uh, many fans, from all indications, are ignoring these requests. Uh, a search for event or search for the all-star game party on eventbrite if you're not familiar with eventbrite it's, it's a website listing many local events surrounding large sporting events um if you search all-star game party on eventbrite and i just did this around 700 events pop up in atlanta 700 events now the nba has sent over a hundred cease and desist letters to event promoters using its name and logo in an attempt to stop these events from occurring but it's going to be a big party in Atlanta, and there are going to be a lot of fans there. Uh, again, interesting stuff here, because Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance, or Keisha Lance Bottoms, she said that nightlife establishments are not to host events in the city related to this game. Um, it's also put Mayor Bottoms at odds with local businesses uh, who, have, in many cases, have been hoping for a surge of customers after such a challenging year. Uh, Todd Schneider, uh, his company owns the Ferris wheel in Atlanta. Uh, he recently told Bloomberg that he was excited to have the game come to the city, and he said, quote, next time I hear the mayor saying, but don't come, that's extremely painful. Um, end of that quote. So interesting to see the mayor at odds with local businesses and then all of them at odds with the NBA here. Um, it just goes to show how some of these, some of these leagues can be real hypocrites um, when it comes to health and safety and, and making a profit. Um, sad to see. I mean, the NBA is even going against a lot of its players' best wishes here, and, and I'll close off this segment with this point. We talked about this earlier. A number of NBA players were publicly unenthusiastic about health risks the games could present to them. Um, the NBA basically silenced them, and they're moving forward with a TNT broadcast, which will take in around $24 million in added sponsorship deals. Um, so if I needed to preach to you any more uh, about how these leagues don't care about anything other than making money, and their public image to an extent, because their public image allows them to make money, and the public image of their players being happy, because that allows them to make money. It's all about making money, folks. That's all it comes down to. And they don't care if anyone else makes money. They really don't. Look what they're doing in Atlanta. Um, it is what it is, but that's the situation of the NBA All-Star Game. It's about time to go to another break, so I'll let it happen. And after that, we'll come back and we'll talk some college basketball. So that being said, let's take it to the break. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support, so please go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. And I want to add to that that uh, the next time it uh, rains in Atlanta, just think about if you're living out on the street. It's raining, it's cold, and you're homeless. And one out of four veterans are living on Atlanta streets. One out of four of the people that are homeless in Atlanta are veterans. And we've got to do something about it, folks. So think about it and... uh, We'll get right back to uh, Jack in just a moment. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Billion Dollar Ballers. Uh, After some heated discussion about the NBA All-Star Game, um, let's move into the NCAA. Let's move into college basketball. Quick shout-out here to my Michigan Wolverines, who won the Big Ten Championship, the regular season Big Ten Championship, that is, last night. Um, Congrats to them. Great to see. Uh, And really what we want to talk about here is the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournaments. But The reason I start with Michigan, aside from um, the obvious that I attended the school and I'm a fan of the school, is that the Blue Bloods of men's college basketball this year are horrible. They're rarely this bad. Uh, And that's not a good sign in a year where, as we know, revenue is already down for college athletics as a whole. Um, Let's look at Duke and Kentucky uh, and North Carolina. The, The biannual regular season showdown between Duke and North Carolina typically is must see television for men's college basketball fans. Not so much this year. The the bitter rivals are meeting unranked for the first time since 1960. Uh, the February 6th matchup posted the lowest TV rating and audience for the series in at least 14 years. Uh, but 2020-2021, it's continuing to shape up to be a bizarre banner year for Blue Blood schools. Um, 
Duke is not accustomed to losing this often. And and before they even lost freshman star Jalen Johnson, um, and he is opting out for the rest of the season to focus on the draft, before even that, uh, they're not used to losing, and now they're even worse. Um, Staples in the top five. Kentucky, Notre Dame, ranked near the bottom of their respective conference standing. Uh, Notre Dame, lowest win percentage season since 1926. Michigan State, who Michigan beat last night, will likely need to win conference championships. Duke will likely need to win a conference championship to earn NCAA tournament bids. It's been 40 years since both of those schools didn't qualify. Indiana, one of five schools to win at least five national championships, is in jeopardy of missing its fourth consecutive tournament. Kansas, a juggernaut with three number one seeds in the past four tournaments, is only at a potential five seed. That would be its lowest since 2000. Of the top 20 teams ranked in the AP preseason poll, only four are projected or four are projected to miss out on the NCAA tournament altogether. The AP poll a couple weeks ago featured none other than 10 teams with the most all-time AP poll appearances. That's not normal. It's a very weird year for college basketball, and some of the best teams historically are not playing. Now, the 2021 men's basketball season has never stopped being weird. It started with coaches frantically texting one another to find games uh, as opponents were temporarily sidelined with COVID-19. Travel concerns forced, forced traditional preseason tournaments uh, in tropical locations to be located to destinations like that one we covered at the beginning of the season in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where, strangely enough, there was a large coronavirus outbreak at the time. The regular season is wrapping up this weekend, and it's finally clear it's been a season of epic disruption and that it will not be remembered as a normal college basketball season. There were 5,000 college basketball games played for this winter. Over 20% did not happen on their intended date, and about half of those, or 9.7%, were canceled altogether. Uh, Now, it's March, and there's very little flexibility left. The tip-offs for bracket-style conference championships and the NCAA tournament are set in stone. No more rescheduling. Postponements and cancellations are about to be replaced by forfeit. And that's a scary thought. When one loss can end your season. The NCAA laid out last week a contingency plan for replacement teams in the event that one of the 68 teams in the March Madness field does have a COVID-19 situation arise. Once the tournament gets underway, coronavirus outbreaks can also eliminate teams. If the team doesn't have enough healthy players, its opponent automatically moves on to the next round. Now imagine if this happens in a high-profile game. Imagine if this happens in uh, the Final Four. What are they going to do? It's a question I don't have the answer for. It's a question I don't think that the uh, NCAA really has an answer for, other than let's hope that doesn't happen. Dangerous territory we're heading into here. And as we know, the NCAA is the biggest driver, single event driver of revenue in the entire college sports ecosystem. 
things can change quickly. Remember, at the beginning of this season, we were not even sure if there would be conference tournaments. Some teams are sitting out conference tournaments. Things are changing so quickly. As of 2.39 p.m. on the 3rd of March, the Big 12 tournament was on schedule and ready to go. And Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, came out and said, don't think for a minute that in the next 60 seconds that could change. I mean, think about this. In mid-February, Baylor was in the midst of an undefeated season until nine players tested positive for COVID-19. The quarantine Bears then went 21 days without playing and only had time to make up three of the five games they missed before the Big 12 championship gets underway on Monday. That's, uh, they're now, they were going from undefeated to three weeks without playing and then being able to play three games before getting back underway for their conference tournament. Consistency is now the key in college basketball. If, if, uh, if you can stay healthy, you've got a shot to win this thing. You got a, you've got a shot. I mean, in a tournament that's already well-known for being the most uncertain outcome ever, um, the upset tournament, if you will, March Madness, I call it that for a reason, the madness continues to grow. The madness continues to grow. And, and we might see some, we might see a low seed winning the tournament this year. We could see a 16 seed beat a 1 seed because a 1 seed gets COVID. It's not out of the question. Don't think for a second that it is. It could be catastrophe. Catastrophe when it comes to the revenue standpoint. Now, of course, as a fan, I'm going to love it. It's going to be great to watch. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be marquee TV. I mean, you don't even have to have a game. Think about this. You don't even have to have a game played and there is drama. But the colleges don't like the drama as much as the fans do, as much as you and I do. The colleges want stability. The colleges want the games to play because when the games play, they're on television. And when the games are on television, more revenue is driven. And the revenue split that the teams in the tournament get is a higher amount of revenue. But we don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Now, if you're wondering just how much this economic boost will be from March Madness, it's, um, it's massive. Uh, Indianapolis, the host city of March Madness this year, they anticipate economic boost of at least $100 million from March Madness. That's just the host city. Uh, the Indianapolis economy has been struggling lately, um, so the financial jolt is much needed. Now, there's no clear decision yet, even at this juncture, on how to include fans. Um, so it's hard to predict the exact economic impact of the tournament. However, tourism and is bound to be massive, and sports officials estimate the tournament will generate at least nine figures in economic spending. Um, on the heels of the coronavirus, obviously, very, very beneficial to the city of Indianapolis. Indiana, Indiana Sports Corporation President Ryan Vaughn he said this is a tremendous opportunity, um, especially as they continue to endure cancellations from tourism, like most other cities around the country. Um, the estimation is roughly 
2,500 hotel rooms needed to house the 68 teams, media, and staff that will descend upon Indianapolis in the spring. It's also an unprecedented event uh, for the city during an unusual time, making economic calculations challenging. Now, if you're wondering specifically about fans at the game, the exact number won't be calculated until the Mets have been cut down and a champion is crowned because they won't know exactly how many visitors come in and out of the city and how the spending is categorized. Um, but they are trying to get fans in there. Um, we'll see. I'll keep you updated on that as I learn more. It seems at this point they're holding off to the last minute to try to, uh, try to get the best decision in. But I've been to uh, NCAA tournament games myself. I've been to a Final Four. It's one of the most electric environments in sports. I mean, it truly is an incredible thing to witness in person. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that they can get fans in there. Because that's another thing about college basketball. It seems that the fans oftentimes are more invested in college basketball than, uh, than the NBA fans at times. Now, maybe that's just my interpretation. I think that happens to be the case. Um, again, I'm not entirely sure if that is the case, but that's, uh, that's the way that I typically see it. Now, the vast majority of revenue for uh, the NCAA tournament does come from taxes on food and beverage, hotel rooms, car rentals, and then ticket sales, and believe it or not, cigarettes. Um, all of that could still be alive, uh, minus the ticket sales. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see exactly what happens. Um, certainly good for the city of Indianapolis. Uh, great to... Uh, Great to see a struggling city recover from COVID with the NCAA tournament, and great to see that the impact of sports is still there. Uh, there's still a massive impact from sports, professional or otherwise. So with that being said, uh, we've got the lightning round coming up, and we do have a lot to discuss in the lightning round, so we'll send it to another short break before coming back and wrapping up with a ton of content. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Hey guys, it's Minister Frankie with Shine His Light Ministries. It's getting cold outside and winter is coming. It's time to shine a little light on our friends on the street. We're collecting blankets and coats for the homeless all winter long. Please donate by going to our website at www.shinehislightministry.com or text 770-655-8055. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion? On America's Web Radio. Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. 
All right, everybody. Welcome back to Billion Dollar Ballers. Welcome back to the final segment of today's show, as we like to call it, the lightning round, where we bounce around and cover every important sports business topic that we can so that you can be the most informed fan possible. Uh, and we're going to start. We're going to start with the Dallas Mavericks, who are now accepting Dogecoin for tickets and merchandise. That's right, Dogecoin, a cryptocurrency that started as a joke and has increased in value several times since the start of the year. Uh, the Mavericks are accepting this only if you are a fan that is a member of the team's Mavs Fan for Life Club. Uh, Again, this cryptocurrency was created to playfully mock blockchain tokens, but it suddenly shot up in value this year and received publicity boosts from Elon Musk and Snoop Dogg. It's now got a market cap of $6 billion. And uh, Mavericks owner Mark Cuban said the team is doing this for one very important, earth-shattering reason. Because they can. I think it's hilarious, but it is something to take kind of seriously. I mean... Mark Cuban said he believes that sometimes in business you have to do things that are fun and engaging and hopefully generate some PR and, uh, and make some money. So we'll see what ends up happening of this. Um, I'm not sure if everyone saw this, but Tesla now owns a large share of Bitcoin and accepts Bitcoin. Many businesses are starting to accept Bitcoin. Is cryptocurrency the way of the future? I don't know. Sports is one of the biggest markets in the world. If they're starting to adopt it, even if it is as a joke, something to keep an eye on. Now, the Mavs also do accept Bitcoin. They started accepting that in 2019. Um, and blockchain tokens have become serious business for the league as NBA Top Shot, which sells blockchain-backed video highlights, reached $45 million in sales in one hour or one 24-hour period in February talked about that a little bit on our last show they do about 10 million in transactions per day so uh there's a lot to learn about crypto and and if you don't know uh mark cuban says to quote talk to your teenagers who are on tiktok and ask them about it uh end of that quote pretty crazy stuff um fast changing world out there we'll see uh let's move forward to overtime who announced that they uh, they have a league preparing athletes for the NBA. Um, for 16 to 18 year olds, each player is going to make at least a hundred thousand dollars, and this is really an option for those kids who want to forego college. Um, in recent years, uh, look at Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball is an emerging star in the NBA right now, He's playing extremely well, and he, he didn't go to college in the United States, but he had no choice other than to go play overseas. Well, overtime plans to fix that. Uh, they're going to have a league called the Overtime Elite League for 16 to 18 year olds as a non traditional route to the NBA. They're going to take 30 players, each of whom would make 100000 per year with full health care benefits and a tailored academic curriculum as well. Um, I think it's great to see. I don't know if, uh, if anyone recalls this, but LeVar Ball, he started that big baller league for his kids. Um, and so along the same vein, you've got to give the kids an opportunity to do something straight out of high school uh, if they don't want to go the college route, because it's not right for everybody. Some, some kids, it's just not the right path that they want to go down. 
And overseas is a major step. Now, you always have the NBA G League, but in recent years we've seen that that's not really, it doesn't fully function as a, uh, a stepping stone to the NBA. It's, it doesn't really work like that. So I think the education aspect of the Overtime League is outstanding. Overtime has a strong brand. Um, and and they also have NBA backing. Uh, so they have Carmelo Anthony on the board, Kevin Durant, NVC firm, and Dresden Horowitz are investors as well. Um, players will also receive shares of equity in the league. Very exciting to see. And they will earn revenue from the use of their name, image, and likeness, of course. Uh, so maybe this starts to attract some of the top players who know that uh, they may not be making money from their name, image, and likeness for a few years in the NCAA. So we'll see. I will say, though, um, I am one who believes that the NBA rules will change soon regarding the age limit of entering their league. At this point, they, they require that players be at least 19 years old, which limits people from joining right after high school. But we've got Bronny James coming soon. And if you think that the league is not going to capitalize on having two LeBron James in the league at the same time, you're wrong. So if it seems like LeBron might retire, I think Bronny's, uh, I think he's got two or three years left in high school. If it seems like LeBron is, uh, randomly takes a downturn or, or talk, discusses retiring and his son is going to have to wait an extra year, don't be surprised if the league lowers that age limit. Just don't be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you never know. Uh, let's jump over to what happened with Dish recently. Dish partnered with DraftKings to offer real-time sports betting. They're joining Fubo TV, NBC, and Fox in the sports betting market. Uh, very, very mainstream to see some someone like Dish do that. It's, Dish customers will now be able to bet on sports through their TV provider. Um, so what you'll do is you'll link your DraftKings to your Dish profile, um, and, and there will be daily fantasy apps on the Dish Hopper platform, and it'll extend across their portfolio brand. Um, but again, remember, the first to do this was Fubo TV. Uh, they recently finished their acquisition of gaming company Victory, emphasizing their dedication to sports betting uh, in their earnings report this week. The company had its first quarter exceeding $100 million in revenue and plans to build its own sportsbook by the end of 2021. Uh, if you're wondering, the partners of NBC Sports is uh, the betting partner of NBC Sports is PointsBet. Uh, Comcast owned NBC Universal also took a 4.9% equity stake in the sportsbook in a five-year, $500 million deal. And Fox has its own Fox Bet platform in 2019. Uh, with that being said, J.P. Morgan is predicting that the U.S. sports betting market will grow to 9.2 billion by 2025. That's a lot of numbers. Uh, bottom line, there's a lot of money in sports betting. It's expanding quickly, and it's coming to streaming platforms, to television platforms, and it seems like every other every other commercial now is a sports betting commercial. Um, here on Billion Dollar Ballers at America's Web Radio as well, we always suggest that you uh, gamble responsibly if you even choose to do so. Um, it's real life we're talking about here. I know it feels like a game, but it is hard-earned money, so always be careful when it comes to that. Um, but uh, it's something that uh, didn't even used to be talked about a handful of years ago, and now it's entering the public eye a lot more, so we've got to talk about it. 
on a show like this. Let's jump over to Aston Martin. Uh, we don't talk about Formula One that often on this show, but Aston Martin is back in Formula One after 61 years. The company's looking to turn around its fortunes after a challenging two-year period, which might, I say, could potentially uh, be related to the fact that there hasn't been a James Bond film and they've been getting rid of the stick shift. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, the manuals were always a draw on uh, something made Aston Martin fairly uh, fairly cool in my book. Um, this reveal comes after Aston Martin partnered with Tom Brady and, of course, Daniel Craig, who are cheering on the team with video messages. Uh, they have their new race car, the AMR 21. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, they they are hoping that this is a turning point after 2020, in which the stock price of Aston Martin dropped 82 percent, uh, and there were net losses of 145.2 million after struggling to drop interest in their pricey vehicles. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but big news in the sports world. Great to see them coming back, uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the UFC and DraftKings, they inked a five-year partnership. Uh, the UFC has it's its first official deal with the sportsbook, uh, and there have been deals left and right on the platform for the UFC. Um, again, a five-year partnership uh, worth more than $100 million per Sportico. It also does encompass a $250 million commitment to promote DraftKings UFC products. Um, so UFC obviously has a platform second to none, and, and now DraftKings does as well. So uh, the partnership is going to be on display, full display, uh, this weekend at UFC 259, as we have Israel Adesanya, uh, and he's going to be fighting Jan Blahovic. Um, huge fight, title fight, to make uh, Adesanya the double, the double champ, the champ champ. So uh, I recommend everyone tune into that if you're not a big UFC fan, or even if you are a big UFC fan, obviously you know about it, but if you're not a big UFC fan, you're going to see some incredible fighting this weekend. Israel Adesanya is one of the best, um, and it's super interesting, and it could be revolutionary for the sport, uh, being that Israel Adesanya usually fights at middleweight. Moving up to fight at light heavyweight, but he is not gaining any weight. He's fighting at light heavyweight, but he will only weigh what a middleweight weighs. So that's that might sound normal. That's not normally what people normally people would gain weight. This is a very unique approach, and it could change how people view the sport of martial arts. If he wins, who knows? Maybe the lighter man. Maybe you can just fight at any weight class at your normal weight, and, and then you stop worrying about people gaining uh, incredible amounts of weight um, to get to an easier division or a better matchup or things of that nature. So potential sport changing. Uh, fight this weekend in the UFC. Pretty crazy stuff there. And uh, you know what? Why don't we Why don't we close off today's show? We um, talk about one of my favorite uh, sports television personalities, Shannon Sharp. He's poised to hit TV free agency this summer. One of my favorite shows. Uh, it's on Fox Sports. I, I can't really stand ESPN anymore. I'm a big Fox Sports fan, and Shannon Sharp on Skip and Shannon with Skip Bayless. It's one of the best shows they have. Is Fox going to pay the African-American star as much as his white co-host, Skip Bayless? I have high hopes. We'll see. The deal expires in 2021. 
Uh, and it's an important strategic decision to make. Now, remember here, Shannon Sharp was one of the first people who didn't come from an analyst or journalist background. He was purely an athlete. Always an athlete. And at times, I will admit, Shannon is perhaps not the most... Uh, smooth on the air. I mean, there are times when it takes him a while to get his words out, but he's entertaining. And they should pay the man. But we'll see. It, w- it would be interesting to see. He makes an estimated $3 million plus annually right now, and around uh, $6 million goes to Skip Bayless. Um, that being said, Skip I, has been in the industry longer and probably commands more money. Uh, I love watching the show. I really, really hope that uh, Shannon ends up coming back. Um, but we'll see what happens. You never know with these things. It's just like professional athletes. you got to think about it the same way. So uh, with that being said, that's going to conclude our show for today. Lots to talk about. Again, things to tune into this weekend. UFC 259, NBA All-Star Game, and Slam Dunk Contest are both going to be on Sunday. Again, the UFC event is going to be on Saturday. Conference tournaments coming up for college basketball as well. A lot happening in the sports world, and hopefully... We can take it all in and, and come back and discuss it again on Billion Dollar Ballers. Um, so, again, always great to be here with you every Friday morning. Um, for now, I'm Jack Christides signing off. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.